This is Simon Transparently Awakening the heart of humanity As we see beyond the lies And open our eyes to realize This is our time to rise Welcome everyone to another podcast And we are arriving into the year 2023 And today I am sat with a friend called Pavel. Hey, Pavel. Hi, Simon. And we were just uh, doing some tests on the audio and relaxing into this space. And this was a spontaneous decision to come together, having shared some moments uh, a few weeks back. And Pavel is one of these uh, beings in my life who, every time I have a conversation with him, he offers me a alternative perspective or introspection and I find a lot of value in sharing conversations with him throughout the last year in different constellations so thank you for joining the podcast oh thank you for visiting (laughs) it's lovely to be with you again we've had a a lovely breakfast and you may already know this I know I know you've listened to some of my podcasts but really the the theme of the Simon Transparently podcast is really around um, awakening the heart, expressing our truth, um, yeah, living sovereignly and in living, the, you could say, the path of truth, which I know you and I might might call it, or some people might call a tantric path. So I feel that that's definitely a, a quest you've been on. And I think before we dive into necessarily some idea that I think we could talk about, because I know we could talk about mm. a lot of different mm. topics, um, yeah, do you want to share, first of all, yeah, a little bit of how you're feeling? And, yeah, maybe maybe a tiny, I'd love to hear a tiny bit of your story. Just a little bit about what, what, what got you to this point now in, in, this, in your life where you're, you know, you're, you're exploring, studying different things, I know, from nonviolent communication to... Uh, artificial intelligence to llamas of the uh, traditional tantric tradi- traditions, and I'm sure many other things. But yeah, do you want to give us a little, a little, a little story? <laughs> Thank you, Simon, for introduction. So maybe I will start about how I feel now. So now I feel a nice mix that I'm excited. I'm always excited when I see and when I meet you. I feel a lot of joy always when I when I see you and I meet you. So I have a mix of this excitement and also little insecurity about the podcast. I've never done a podcast before. And one of the first thoughts that came to my mind that when you, you, you asked about podcasts is that with me, well, I don't have anything to say. That, that maybe you, you could go to some more more well known uh, people that who that you know that, so this little voice of insecurity comes up uh, with me as well mm-hmm. um, and yet when I think about our discussions as you said they are quite deep multi perspective uh, interesting and heart opening at the end that I feel that resonate on this heart level also with open mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, my story uh, that brought me to this point. Oh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> my story. 
Well, I'm living here with my tantric partner Agni in Lagos, in Portugal. Um, my life here... You know, when I think about story brought, bringing here, I, I feel that uh, a little bit anxious that I will get into past into some that things that are maybe not so relevant to mm. our meeting now. Beautiful. So maybe instead I will tell about life now. Yes. Like so that. so uh, we live in the Lagos, in the city, uh, on the coast of the ocean. And my life here is mainly comprised of, well, in my external life I'm taking care of the house of our little ashram here. That I like to joke that I'm ashram manager and Agnish is spiritual director. <laughs> So we have clear division of duties. And so I take care of the house, uh, which is a little bit of work as well. Uh, every day I go for a walk in nature. That's my, that's my practice, main practice, basically, that I go and took, I contemplate nature and I do different, different practices in the nature during, during walking. And in, in internal life, uh, many things happen. And uh, maybe one of the things that we can discuss today, that would be that my adventure with nonviolent communication, that's, that's a big thing in my life. Like, you know, one of, I have a feeling that one of the last keys that I needed to sort out things in myself regarding life, relationships, many, many, many levels that I have this, like, the key that I was missing. That you know that I really I got really deeply into this uh, into this sphere, and and up, 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 a part of this I'm I'm have also a little bit of profession as a scientist, a software developer. Uh, I got also into artificial intelligence that I hope we can also discuss a little bit because it's absolutely fascinating field. Yes, and the world transforming movement happening just now. Yes. Um, okay, so that's few words about me. <laughs> nice. Mm, yeah, thank you for that clarity, and uh, yeah, thank you also for not going, not needing to go into a uh, big story, no, because I find I'm reading a, a book uh, again, not the first time, a book at the moment called The Voice of Knowledge mm. by uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, and so much of that book is talking about how uh, your know, story is valid and, and and relevant, of course, but it's it's always subjective and factual to, to the person, and most of the time full of a lot of um, false beliefs and lies. Actually, he talks about thinking. So much of the thinking mind is is not true. It's it's you know it's lies on some level, and how can we really uh, use story, but rather than the kind of let's say, the intellectual, um, um, mental aspect of telling story, but how does our body feel mm. and how do we communicate from our feelings mm. and, and that's in the moment and that's really what you kind of brought it to. Well, look, I can go into story, past story, whatever, but what's here right now? And I think that's really, that's all we have, right, is what's mm. here right now. Um, so thank you for that. That, that, uh, that resonates so yeah, let's let's do that. Let's. I like you, you said. Um, well, first of all, I want to speak to you. you. Said, ah, who are you? Why don't I go and find somebody who's more, um, you know, whatever worthwhile speaking? It's interesting though that that came up, and and we can do that, of course. You know, in this world of tech and the world of marketing and the world of you know this idea of somebody being somebody. No, that can also be very uh, confusing and and kind of um, miss 
misinterpreted now because somebody might have lots of followers on an Instagram page or something. It's somehow mm. they're, they're worth speaking to more than the person who, you know, is living and breathing, you know, the, I would say, the, the essence of uh, true life exploration. Mm. Um, but they may not have, uh, you know, so-called... Uh, uh, whatever social acknowledgement which I don't fully necessarily agree that that's uh, that's all valid um, so thank you <laughs> I'm, I'm very I'm very happy to share this conversation with you and and to those who listen to this podcast um, so let's dive in with that then shall we because that's what you feel alive I, I love that we if we can weave both in today that would be great because I remember mm. on our last conversation you said mm, what did you say I like things that are kind of opposites to the others so in VC and artificial intelligence. <laughs> How can we weave those in together, right? Oh, <laughs> but start with big guns. <laughs> so, so yeah, let's do that. So you said it's the missing piece and non-violent. So for those out there, NVC's non-violent communication. It was uh, originally founded by Marshall Rosenberg, and uh, Pavel's saying it might be a little, you know, a key to the puzzle. So, so what did you mean when you said that? Oh. Yes, so, so by that I was inspired by a sentence that someone wrote, I, that, that creativity often happens when you put things that they don't belong to each other. So, which would mean that it's a little bit offensive to both sides, that you want to mix it with this, that you shouldn't mix it with this. It's not, so I imagine that IT guys working with, with artificial intelligence, they don't want to touch emotional stuff, touchy feelings. Uh, and uh, maybe NVC, a nonviolent communication enthusiast, they don't want to touch technology, that it's, it's dry intellectual, it's not about that. So maybe combining these two, that, that when something creative may actually happen. Mm. So that was just, you know, open question. How it can, what can happen, that's, <laughs> that's I, I don't yet know how it may actually unfold. Mm. But basically, yeah, yeah, but even yesterday I was uh, listening to interview when the journalist was interviewing uh, artificial intelligence system, this called ChatGPT, is very popular now, and he asked, is it possible for AI to be empathic? And the answer was that at the moment not so much, but in future, yes, with further development. That, right. for example, artificial intelligence can be trained to uh, recognize emotions in humans. Uh, through the way they, their facial expression, language they use, uh, tone of the voice. Uh, so, and when with this, with this uh, element of AI, we can we can train AI to be empathic, actually, and to become you know a virtual, not a virtual friend. That sounds really sad. <laughs> wow, it's happening. But virtual mental health companion. Right. That if you have something really tough to discuss that you don't want to, and with anyone in the world, I don't want to share this, but you can share it with artificial intelligence system that you can be comfortable, for example, to share with some really some dark fantasies you have or something really shameful or whatever you want and, and have empathic response uh, that will bring you. Right. Well, that's already happened. No, that's it. That's happening. There was a there was a, um, a report of a, a man who had an artificial intelligent girlfriend you know he was mm -hmm. talking talking to this being mm -hmm. of course not having an experience but he was doing exactly what you just said sharing certain key things that he wasn't able to express and um and in the article it voices that the uh, the ai saved his life hmm. 
because because he was able to express the things that um, he wasn't willing to do to anybody mm. else. So it's interesting you bring that up. It's it's very relevant. There's you know there's such a interesting time with um, with this whole uh, let's say we would say it's rapid now, but it's been coming for a long time. And you said to me the other day, AI is everywhere anyway. No, we're using mm. AI all the time, correct? Uh, in 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 many different variations. But now it's becoming more prominent and now we're going to start potentially seeing more um, artificial intelligent robots and different things doing certain jobs. And and, mm. you know, and at the moment you said about this app that is communicating, which you, you also described as quite revolutionary now. You said it could uh, completely change the way that we search and ask questions on uh, Google and, mm. and other places, no? This chat G, G, GPT. GPT, mm. yeah. I don't know if you want to speak about that, but for anybody listening, if you haven't heard about that yet, um, there was just an example where you can, well, you can, maybe you can explain it because you know it a bit better than me, but you can ask this. Oh, you can this, ask many, yeah, many questions. Any question you any like. question, yes. And, and the system will respond in, in, you, in, in your feeling intelligent way. That you you have a feeling that the, the system understood your question. So, for example, you can uh, you can ask a question. Write me short essay about intersection of Taoist philosophy with uh, with Aristotle views in Shakespeare style, and it will generate Shakespeare style poem about this intersection, which will make sense. That's you know a little bit scary. When I started to play with this, I was amazed, a little bit scared, but mostly amazed that it's really an incredibly powerful system to generate knowledge. And in some way, it's a first development in in in, in our history when uh, AI is democratized, which means that through this chat box, anyone can do it, not just some companies or some some researchers or. or or military, but anyone has access to one of the most powerful AI systems in the world, this ChatGPT. And, and this company is developing plans to have pub, uh, open access to the system still. So uh, so this is you know groundbreaking because anyone can use it, can experience it and use it to work. And already already a lot of professions are crumbling, like for example copywriting that you don't need to write your text, you can just ask this chat GPT to write essay and then you can do some edits and you have ready text. Wow. Uh, so we, I recommend you know, to, to play with this, just to see for yourself, because it's, it's like a next level of uh, development. I have a feeling it will, be, it will have greater impact than internet on our life, basically. So we are in like early stages of internet when you have internet at home. And so that's, that's where we are with AI. And in 20 years forward, look, that internet is our everyday tool. We live in internet most of our life sometimes. Right. And the same way AI will integrate with our life. And, you know, uh, there are different voices, how it will end, of course. Some people are scared, some people are enthusiastic. I, I'm more enthusiastic. Yeah. I think with AI, it w we will become superhumans in some way, which means that uh, that the journey from our idea to reality will be shortened. So, for example, there are, there, there are AI systems that can generate uh, images. Um, so before, if you were a painter, for example, or illustrator, so you had a vision in your head and you had to spend one hour, a few hours to bring it into life. And now you can just type, describe with words what you want to see. 
and the system will generate. And then you can correct system that no, 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 I want this brighter or blah, blah, blah. And, and this AI system is like your, your uh, paintbrush or your pencil that will just dramatically speed up uh, your expression, what you have in your mind or what you want to learn, for example. We had it already with, with Google search, that you can search any information in the world, basically. Right. But, but with ChatGPT, the difference is that it's in uh, easy to understand uh, language. You, you don't have to click pages and close adverts, advertisements and uh, dig through the information. You will be provided with a dish. This is your answer. So that will be some, it will speed up your, for example, your exploration, what you want to learn, what you want to write, for example, right. with writing as well. Process of writing is effort. And, you know, some people uh, price this effort, but it's effort that you have to spend time writing stuff. Maybe you don't have to spend time writing stuff. So that, that may also be a huge transformation in how the writers work, for mm. example, that you can maybe train AI to recognize your style of writing and just, you know, write me this and this and uh, so you can have a dialogue with system uh, and the system will help you to express your ideas into the reality. Right. Yeah, it's quite revolutionary now, and it's it, and it's and it's coming in whether we like it or not. Mm, there's no stopping this. Yeah, there's no stopping this, right? Mm. And so the question is, is how do we, how do we embrace it? And funny enough, you said, how does it weave into NVC? But we talk about like how do we weave in this sense of yeah, non-violent communication, but like everything, whatever the system is, it's the consciousness that is controlling it and playing with it, right? Because we we mentioned this before now about the fear is that. You know, AI, uh, you know, we've seen it in movies, we've seen it in sci-fi movies, and we always mm, get told mm. and shown the dystopia now of the yep, robots yep. taking over the humans, or if you go back as Term Terminator, some of the early movies now where, uh, where, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? where, you know, the, 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 uh, the artificial intelligence becomes rogue, and then from the rogue it starts to cause havoc. And then, of course, we tell those stories and depict those stories because that's actually what happens even in the human reality, yes. right? We're still telling human stories, but with a, a different uh, landscape and a different, um, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? The um, interface, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a different interface. So I'd love to hear your perspective on that because we, we covered that before, but this idea, because you said we can go down that path of fear and it's like, ah, oh, or actually we can see how, how these changes can really um, help us and help those that are in need for help and help help those to be maybe more creatively expressive and you know support new systems that can actually um, take care of some of the older uh, let's say not just take care redesign new systems mm -hmm. that make the old ones obsolete but not by trying to do the same thing right there's the ai is potentially if we think of consciousness being everything then ai is consciousness which is the same as us, AI is being created through the human per se at the moment. So consciousness creating the next thing, mm -hmm. and so it is all about perspective on whether that's actually coming in to support the evolution of of humans, right? As opposed to it just being dystopia and it's just coming to wipe us out. Mm -hmm. But of course, that is a narrative that could happen. But that could happen even just with humans themselves, because at the moment, humans are kind of wiping themselves out anyway. Mm -hmm. No, I don't know what your perspective is on that. Uh, on this perspective, you know, when I was thinking about it, what came to my mind is nuclear power. Nuclear power. Yeah. That we can either make weapons, or we can make power plants. 
Both directions are extremely challenging, require, require collaboration, vision, goal, but we can choose. And uh, AI will be the same story. Some people will use it as weapons, and some people will use it uh, for uh, for welfare, for well-being of the society. And and I guess it's better to be conscious and to support you know this direction of uh, of a good use of AI, because it's like with every technology, it will, it will be the same story. Some people will use it uh, as a weapon, yeah, of, or or a tool of control, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was the, that was actually what we said, wasn't mm. it? This idea that if it goes down that path of just, you know, digitizing society, putting us into boxes of confirmation or kind of in, let's say, more digitized prisons, you could say, because that's one narrative that's popping up mm. at the moment, and everything becoming digitized, and then we're we're never having the opportunity to connect to humans because we're only dealing purely with you know AI, mm -hmm. right, on, on different levels, even to the point where you said earlier we would be, um, even for emotional support, we may be going to them because we feel more safe to express mm -hmm. ourselves uh, and some of our truths and fears and shames and guilts to... Uh, an artificial intelligence as empathic, opposed uh, yeah, empathic <laughs> thank you empathic artificial intelligence rather than a fellow human right because we because ultimately we would feel less judged no there's a sense of feeling less judged from uh, from the artificial intelligence so there's a so there's a real we're definitely a a huge point in the evolution of humanity you know where, where mm. we are like there's a it is a real like you said it's similar to 25 years or so ago when the internet came in it feels like we're in a real mm. phenomenal changing point um I, I saw recently there was this article where the exponential expansion of technology right now we're at this kind of hockey stick yes. perspective now we're at the we're kind of on that curve and we're mm. just about to go straight up almost yeah, yeah, yeah. i'd love to yeah what have you heard from that or what's your oh you know it's, it's a funny phenomenon that, that, that this hockey plot is present in many many areas of life and civilization this exponential uh, beginning of exponential growth in many many areas and uh, this, 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 there is this idea of singularity, which means that it's like a, it's one of the definitions. It's like a point when many things converge. Those hockey things will converge. Like right. for example, we had with computing power, with communication, uh, and 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 a, a, a layer of efficiency that we achieved as humanity. And it comes into genetics, for example, we know medical sciences with IT. Uh, yeah, basically, you know, they are the most, most well. Also, also, you know, in energy soon, it will also start to come up the the, the energetic energy capacity of us as a, as a society, as a community. So all this will will accelerate, and what will what will be interesting to happen that they will start to cross pollinate. That, for example, artificial intelligence with this explosion of capacities can do uh, design uh, drugs. Well, it was already happening, but there's recent developments that that there is an AI system that predicted uh, st protein, stru protein structure of all known proteins. Protein structures of yes, all yes. known proteins. Yeah, because there's like a problem that in DNA we have, you know, like a like a ABC like uh, information, but our body takes this information and makes three-dimensional structure of protein. And this is very important because everything in our body that is happening is happening through action of proteins. So knowing how proteins are 
folded uh, and created is super important and prediction and how this protein will interact so for example if you want to design a new drug so you need to know how this drug will interact with protein and uh, it, it was super complex problem and AI suddenly solved every possible protein folding wow and, and, and it's quite huge it's, it's quite huge and, and especially if you progress it can uh, work on interaction between drugs and our physiology and to understand more and more in the in the speed that we are uh, we we can't even understand. Right. And if we put on 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 top of this quantum computing, that is also is well, we are still a bit early stages, but next generation of computers is coming. Quantum computing. Oh, this is like you know extremely powerful. It's like a donkey versus Ferrari in terms of speed and power. And if we use quantum computing to power AI and all the developments, uh, you know, it's like you know, there is no sci-fi movie to predict what will happen. Wow! With we, you know, with our developments. Uh, yeah, and this is, and we're we're kind of at the cusp of that. Is and the cusp, yes. Yeah. The things accelerate. Like yeah. for example, with this chat GPT, that it was the, the the last this most powerful version. It was released uh, one and a half months ago, and it already disrupted uh, essay writing at schools. Right. But, you know, that, that's Within a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. Well, students will not write essays and them are at home. Why? Why would you write if you can just ask the system to exactly. write it for you? Right. And and there was some research about quality of these answers, and it's like B minus in this American system, which is not bad. It's like you know average <laughs> student <laughs> response. Most students. But but then how does that work? Like they, yeah, this is interesting. My 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 um, cogs are going ding, 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 ding right now because mm-hmm. of course. It, it just changes. It, there's so many ripples effect of change that this happens to. Mm-hmm. Because if a child who's supposedly called stupid or dumb or unintelligent can all of a sudden tap in because they actually do have the questions, they might not yeah. be academically, you know, uh, compatible to study all the time or they don't have the attention span, but they might have the, the question that is required, the, the perfect question to ask this artificial intelligence and then get back the most beautiful expression based on mm. them asking the question. But then, yeah, I guess what I'm asking is then how does that, how do they learn that? Because some would say that the learning process now of reading books and going through the process of studying and so on somehow educates you and makes your, uh, your brain more uh, intelligent, no? But now, but you're saying that that would just happen, it would still happen, but just at a more rapid speed. It just means that they don't have to worry about all the research and going into the writing. They would just read the thing that's come through and then receive the information and the, the kind of download through what the artificial intelligence has given it. Do you see what I mean? I'm trying to, I'm yeah, trying to put course, my mind course. together. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like did, I really, did I really get that? But then at the same time, I'm going, well, did I get it anyway? Because normally I would go to research a magazine or research a book or watch a video or I would do some form of research. Whereas the research now is, uh, well, what question is best to ask in order for me to get the result that I want? Yeah. So, you know, I will start, you know, maybe to shift a little bit to NVC. <laughs> That's a good opportunity. <laughs> good. Why, good. Why I love the, you. Well, in the world would you write essay? Why do you do it? That's cool. Wow, you do you write an essay at school to somehow learn something? No. No, no, no usually no. You write essay because teacher told you to. And if you are you will not do it, you will be punished. You will you will bear consequences of your disobedience. 
Yeah, because you're following the educational curriculum that tells you you have to do a number of essays in order to be whatever, good yeah, at whatever. English or whatever. Exactly, yes. exactly. To be safe in the future, yeah. yes, to have profession. But kids don't think about profession when they write essays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that, like, why am I getting this homework? Why am I getting this job? This I hate stupid. it. This yeah. is, first of all, I would say this is your stupid exercise to ask children to write essays. Right. Uh, you know, I like this, you know, and from an NVC point of view, you would try to find what the child wants to do. Yeah? And if you find what the child is interested in, and then you design tasks, you know, to answer these needs. So, uh, intellectual needs, if we are talking about intellectual development. So, for example, uh, you know, it's not a new concept, but a problem-solving approach. So, for example, so instead of asking write, uh, student, you know, write essay about uh, I don't know, yeah. organic chemistry, you know, of, of apple or whatever, yeah, you will you will uh, you will find what this student is interested in, and you will give. But oh, sorry, in, and in the first place, but but don't read any books, don't go to internet, don't use AI, just just from your head, yeah, which I think it's already gone. This is you know past. Yeah. <laughs> And the future would be that use internet, use AI in the best way you can right. and solve the problem. Yeah. How to, I don't know, clean ocean water from plastic Yeah. and design a system in one week. Yeah. That's your task. Right. See, so that's a, that's a different thing. So, so you give problems to solve instead of stupid reproductions. Right, or yeah. Re, yeah, regurgitating the same stuff over and over again to get some result just to go into the same system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and even, you know, sharing your, you know, whether you understand something. So it's not really relevant what you understand. More relevant is what can, how can you learn and solve problems. This is, this is the precious ability. Not just regurgitate your understanding. Why would you do that in the first place? Usually to gain some approval, admiration. That's why you show off, show off with what you know. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Which which actually comes deep in. Again, we're going into the the transition into MVC. I like that. Now we've gone mm. AI to MVC. <laughs> there, there's going to be no, but it's lovely because it's all linked. No, mm. like you said, it all uh, merges anyway. Right, and at the basis of uh, MVC is this um, sense of non-violent communication, and when we talk about punishment and reward, which is at the basis of so much of our parenting and educational system, anyway, we, mm -hmm. that's violent from the onset. Yeah. So, so the question is, ha this is also an overhaul again mm. on the the whole let's say, psychological, emotional, and uh, ability to communicate of the human anyway. Because MVC is still, as much as it's one modality, it's still not so many beings on this planet are embodying a compassionate mm. communication, are they? Or that's my... That's no, my, I don't know the percentages. <laughs> that, would be, that would be my uh, assumption, which I'm not saying is the greatest thing, but based on just things I see in the way I, I work with others and interact, you know, just, just not assuming and not personalising is still very difficult, you know, let alone blaming and shaming and judging and having expectations. I mean, this is a whole... Mm -hmm. uh, in order for us to be more compassionate to ourselves, to love ourselves more, to be, to be non-violent to ourselves... That's that's a, that's that's some work in itself. You know, it's, it's a work in itself, and you know, and uh, I, I thought that 
Also understand yourself. And, and most importantly, understand what is happening now with you. And, you know, our society, we, we have thousands of different uh, mind tricks how to break away from this moment here and now of what we feel and to get into some level of, uh, of detached communication perception of the reality. And I thought maybe, maybe AI can be also a tool that will help us to understand ourselves better. Yes. And, and, and also education, because when I think about it, that if, if, if you are a kid, your uh, problems and what is uh, engaging you is not usually organic chemistry. It's rather uh, problems at home or with your friends or the person that you're attracted to when this person is ignoring you, for example. There are a lot of, for example, emotional problems. And this is what is happening now. And, you know, and I, I, I realized at some point in my life that when I was in school, no one ever asked me how I feel and what do I need. It was irrelevant. So, you know, through all these years I was educated in the system that this is not important. And it shouldn't be, shouldn't be in quotes also, that the driving force of my life. Not rather, I should try to guess what is the expectation of the system, of other people, and adapt myself, you know, to get the best reward from this. Right. And it's very powerful. So, you know, there are some NVC schools and kindergartens when, and, and when people try to uh, change the habit to live more more from the heart here and now with more connection to yourself but now i think maybe maybe such a ai system can be trained to actually redirect our attention to to here and now and and also importantly you know how to how to, how to say it's like on tip of my uh, tongue um, that your life uh, feels uh, full and alive when you are dealing with things that are happening now, with sort of problems and challenges, what is happening now, and uh, and to do to do it, you know, you, you need you know self uh, self reflection, for example, that's required to connect with your own heart, especially in the world where we are discouraged to do it through the words like should, must, it's better, or even because. But, but, so, 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 digression might be maybe for for another time. Well, what 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 is? Because what's the digression? Oh, the digression about uh, the word because. When no, why not? Just, if it's popping up now, let it. Oh, okay. So maybe like a short digression. That was actually yesterday evening. I had like a deep uh, deep uh, like a insight into this. That when you use word because, uh, you create some entity in your mind, and you're using this uh, this entity to justify your the way you feel, act, or so on. And uh, so maybe I will make a digression. It's quite interesting as well. Yeah, give me an example as well. Yeah, like there, was, I, there yeah. was an experiment uh, the psychologists did. The, the, it's a company. There is a photo mas photocopy machine. And there is a line of people. And two scenarios. One scenario, a person comes to the end of the line and say, say uh, excuse me, can you pass me in the line? Can you pass me? Uh, so let, can, let go in front uh, of me. Let go in front of yes. me, exactly. Yeah, and then, and of course, some people said yes, some people said no. And there was some probability, yeah? In second scenario, the, the same, the same co context, and the person approached and said, can you uh, let me through because I need to copy these files? Right. Truism, of course, everyone wants to copy files. Probability was higher. 
that when, when people heard that the word because and justification, they allowed this thing to happen without thinking. Without thinking, yeah. Yeah, without, because everybody was in the line for the same was in thing. The line, yes, exactly. Right. So be, 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 uh, because we, gave it more uh, more credibility, almost like credibility. because because I'm going to be late because I, I because I have to get on and yeah, do yeah. something because my thing is more important than yours. For yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. But without word because I was in some way more connected. But I need to print it as well. Yeah. So there's like a more equal. Uh, pers perspective, but the word because it was like a magic word that suddenly hypnotized me into okay, go, but without any reason, any reason, nothing changed in terms of information about the scenario. So I, I had I had this you know this realization that that often when I think and I when I use because, so for example, I'm upset because you said this, mm -hmm. that I'm hypnotizing myself into believing that what I feel is because you did something. Right. Yeah, or I'm 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 I feel uh, you know I'm loser in my life because my parents were like that and that. Right. And I hypnotize myself into this thinking. And the worst thing, you know, I for example, I have to, I had to hit him because he was uh, an asshole. Yeah, an asshole, out of order. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so it's a justification. Justification. So there's just a sort of justification that and, and little our mind is like gets hypnotized by this justification. Suddenly we are detached from what we feel and we think because this justification drives us. Ah, I see what you're pointing to. So because I say because of rather than what I genuinely feel yeah. or what's happening as you've reiterated a few times rather than being in the present moment with what's actually happening here and now mm -hmm. I've used some because whatever yeah. some metaphoric metaphor actually of something from the past which can just not even mean anything to yeah. anybody else I'm using that as a way to justify my actions and, and, you, and you enter into a relationship with this entity in your mind instead of getting in touch with your heart here and now so I like, you know, as I understand, and we see I'm a beginner student, but but I understand that the, 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 the optimal way of living is to be connected with your heart here and now, and everything you say, you do, uh, to flow from inside out, to expand, to have this movement of energy, of thoughts, of words inside out. And for example, that if we use word, I must do something, I create in my mind some external entity, of obligation, for example, or expectation, mm. and uh, I I bend my life force, my behavior to follow this external uh, external uh, voice in some. Well, it's in my head st still, of course, but it's not it's not coming from what I feel here and now. Yeah. Usually, when we use word should, which means that that doesn't matter what you feel now, you should do this. Right. Isn't it? So it's like I, I uproot your heart and I force you to do something because you should. Right. Because there is obligation. So, yeah, so what we have, we have I, ma I must. I must. So, so all of these mm. things are creating, you're saying, a, an obligation and a detachment from the present moment and from the heart. Should, because, it, I must. It's better. It's better. Mm. What's your, any others? Uh, uh, well, because yeah, that's, I would yeah. say because yeah, mm. um, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. That's another phrase mm -hmm. that we use. And what's that like a moral, a moral like upholding of our values? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So that that but but would you say that the value system is not connected to our hearts? 
Like if I said, for example, um, yeah, if I use that, if I use that phrase based on the values that I believe to be connected to myself or my heart or my truth, that wouldn't be valid. You feel it's still well, you know. Uh, the the like end result in real life is unknown. We don't know what will ha- come out of our actions. Always comes to the unknown. Unknown. We don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but uh, the price we pay for it for using these external drivers is that that ad- in this action in this period of uh, my life I'm acting disconnected from my center. So I'm reinforcing uh, my habit of acting on automatic, hypnotized way in some way, mm-hmm. driven by some external voices that I well, I, they are always in my mind. But, but it yeah, I would call it, we would, use it. Yeah, would you agree? I called it more programming or conditioning. Programming conditioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah I kind of use that term often. So, okay, so yeah, go on, carry. Is there something else? Yeah, no, maybe not conditioning itself. You know, no, but you, would you con- say more like programming? It's it's like repeated, repeated language. You know that we just use. Uh, use you you use the word hypnotically, but I kind of use normally unconsciously, or you mm-hmm. know, we just use these words. You know, like when I ask people to say to me how do they feel, and they say I feel good, mm-hmm. and I and I so and if you're listening to this and you know me, you're going to go here goes Simon again with this thing because <laughs> I always say this, but it's good is not a feeling. Good means if you look it up, it means I am approved of. Yes. So it means so good means. Oh, if I say, uh, you move that chair, and I say, good, thank you, for example. I say, oh, I'm approving of that you moved the chair, yeah? But if you say to me, how do I feel, and I say, good, then I'm ultimately saying that I, I'm either saying I approve of how I feel, but I'm not telling you how I feel. Yeah. So I'm always, like, wanting to sharpen certain key words in this way because it doesn't mean anything to me. If you say I'm okay, good, not bad, and so on... Um, that also doesn't tell me anything. But if you take a moment to stop, pause and breathe and tune in and say, ah, I feel anxious, then instantly my body responds to that and can have some sort of um, connection. Yes. It, it can, it's almost like makes sense. Ah, you feel anxious. And then in that moment, I can relate to you much better, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm digressing, but that's just oh, no, what, no, what I'm coming up in terms of these words me. because I, mm. I'm also with you fully in, on how can we... It almost feels sometimes we need a new dictionary of compassionate communication where I don't know if there is one in the NVC world, but, you know, where we don't um, we can practice not using these certain words that that mislead and misinform our our communication. And, I, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not using misinformed uh, dialogue at times. Well, um, you know, I, I, in my exploration, sometimes I get quite radical with this. Uh, just to learn, and I also, you know, found that adjectives are uh, also disconnecting. That, for example, that I uh, during my walks I see the sunset, and you know, uh, and when I see it, you know, the the idea thought comes to my mind: it's beautiful sunset, yeah. And sometimes I look at it, and then I realize that actually I do, I want to go. Why I want to go? This is beautiful. Should, shouldn't I want to stay and look at it? No, I want to go. I want to move. And then I connect to my belly and I see, oh, there is a tension in my belly. And my belly wants to move. It's this discomfort here, in this place. And then I start, uh, and so I make a little practice out of this, that when I move through the nature, I connect with my belly. And I ask my belly and connect, how do you feel about it? 
how do you feel about this tree for example about this you know the clouds in the sky now and uh, and it's beyond adjectives so it's not beautiful it's not ugly it's not blah 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 it's experience now that is happening and and it's a felt experience of reality so this is quite radical actually but uh, but, I, yeah, but if I, I find it you know quite interesting exploration to do that, yeah. that even you know because you know judgments for sure are disconnecting yeah? if i say that you're intelligent yeah and that i don't know what you feel now yeah and you yeah so and you may not feel expressed at the moment because it's just a judgment a stat- right. static judgment but I also found that evaluations as well, that also they are a little bit disconnecting. And also, you know, these, uh, these adjectives like beautiful and... Yeah, you're, you're reminding me... Sorry, was you finished? Mm. Yeah, please. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you, you're reminding me of... Um, I also think this was an NVC teacher that spoke about this. But you know when a, a child, when you're working with children, <coughs> or not just working with children, if you have children, and they do something like they create an, a, a painting mm. um, and they say look 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 and they come to show you the the uh, picture and they're being trained to look for recognition mm. looking for some something back and they, they they're looking for your response and i can't remember who it was but they they said basically if you say ah oh, you're so amazing you're beautiful. That's a, that's so beautiful. You're already painting what that is yeah, or yeah, isn't. Yeah. Whereas actually, if you say to the child, "Thank you for showing me that," how does it make you feel? And you ask them how it makes them feel, and they say, "Oh, I feel I feel uh, joy, or I feel whatever the feeling is that they feel in doing that." You you just acknowledge that and go, "Wow, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing how you feel." So what you're talking, it might sound radical, but we're we're literally almost flipping the script and rewiring the way we engage, no? Straight out of almost the thinking head into the feeling. Yeah. Out of the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know we often hear this thing of out of, like, the head is so bad or the mind is so bad, because that's not true either, right? We're in our, in our totality, in our wholeness, we, we need the mind, body, spirit, right? We're all, we're all of it. So that's just a little flip now of, of really changing that. However, when I started to do that... I remember at the time, um, the child doesn't know how to respond to it. Mm. It's a very, it's, it's a very, like, they, they, they don't, they don't, because they don't get, they don't actually get that what they've been looking for, which you is what they're looking it. for is the, what's it called? Um, the, um, what do we call it? The, the reward and um, they're looking for the reward. reward. They're looking for your acknowledgement. They're looking for love for you to say it's beautiful, but that actually it can be quite violent because if I say you're beautiful and you don't feel it or tomorrow you do a draw and you don't think it, you start to not trust, you know, you don't trust somebody. If I, if I tell you, if you come to me and you think the picture's not so good and I tell you it's beautiful, you might think it's beautiful, but then you start to question it more because it doesn't really matter whether it's beautiful or not, right, to me or you. It's more like how does it make you feel? Anyway, this was coming up. For yeah, I fully agree, Simon. I was in, in different parts, you know, because in, in my life I sometimes uh, was thinking that uh, that uh, NVC gave me language to express it more more clearly. That uh, we have a need for connection, appreciation, and so on. But let's say connection, appreciation, and uh, little girl. Yeah, when she she comes with a drawing or maybe clothing, how she looks. Oh, you're so beautiful, yeah? So we have a need and we have strategy. 
And the young uh, girl is learning that to fulfill my need for connection, appreciation, I have to look sexy, beautiful. Yeah. So I have this reaction on the other person, and this reaction, when the person tells me, because yeah, the person tells me you're so beautiful, and I feel good, yeah, seen, appreciated, so, and then I start to uh, connect my needs with the specific words right. even yeah and reaction that is a beauty but in fact uh, it, you can fulfill the need without using adjectives like beauty sexy or fantastic drawing like you say yeah. just maybe as you said oh how does it make you feel or you can say oh thank you that you know i love you hug the child you don't have to say anything maybe yeah. even yeah yeah but there's a yeah it's beautiful there's a there's a big shift because it can yeah you can you can actually sharpenly bring it sharpen sharpenly i don't even ask that's a word but you can bring it back to yourself and be more sharp by saying how it makes you feel so when you shared that so when you wear that dress, I notice that um, my, you know, solar plexus responds and I get a sense of uh, a gratitude. I make myself feel grateful because I actually bought you that dress, for example. Mm -hmm. no? It's like it's a completely different, it's a completely different dialogue because we're saying I make myself feel. Mm -hmm. no? So actually through making yourself feel and owning that you're the one that's choosing how you think, feel or act, that brings, brings us back to sovereignty actually. That brings us back to not needing anything outside of ourselves to justify who we are and who we're not. That brings us to this sense of, um, I don't know, I, I, I get this more healthier exchange of, of our being. Yeah. Uh, yes, and more flexible with, with strategies, because uh, being beautiful and sexy for a, well, I'm <laughs> as a guy talking about women, but I like this example, is just one of the ways to feel loved. Yes, of course. But if I will fixate on this strategy, it will be prison for me. Yeah. Uh, and and when, when, when we do step back into the this need and quality of being loved, connection, then I can be more flexible with how I want to fulfill this in my life. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's not just, I think, it's not just living inside my heart, but also outside of my heart and with flexible strategies that will not uh, bind me to prison. Right. And adding to that is many of us, many of our children, many still adults, don't even know that those strategies are strategies. Mm, yeah, very often, yes. That you are the person and I want you, not yeah. no one else. Yeah. Only you will make me right. happy. And then I go yeah. out and I play out that strategy that I learned when I was a child through you know, mm. my peers or my parents or and so on. And then I keep replicating that strategy. And so often it doesn't fulfill me in any way because it's, you know, it's an outdated strategy. I don't even realize that, that I have multiple different ways to, to express myself or to receive like you said, the core, mm. the core needs of wanting to be seen, heard, held, to, to feel my need of communion, connection, communication. Mm. There's layers, huh? there's, there's, there's many layers. How, how, do, how, would you, how would you bring it into simplicity? I love this word of simplicity. So for somebody who's listening today, 
you know, they may have heard of MVC, they may have even been practicing it. Some people have a, a kind of rigid perspective on mm -hmm. MVC. No, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to always be like that because change is hard and breaking our habits is, is not easy. So most people I've heard in times, oh, MVC feels too rigid and, you know, uh, strange and weird and everybody just talking, about, you know, there's funny videos on YouTube and stuff, you know, kind of making fun in a very mm. violent way. Funny, huh? MVC and then people are making fun in a violent way of, of MVC in itself. Mm. But this idea of, you know, the, the shift that's required or, or actually, no, you know what's coming up? Something else because we're, I'm, I'm kind of merging it now with the, the artificial intelligence and MVC. <laughs> Go on. No, no, the reason we being is I'm thinking, well, what, what, is the same, what is actually similar about those two? This is what's just popped up for me. And, and what's similar is in order to embody any change, or is definitely, let's say, because they're technologies, right? They're both technologies. You know, NVC is a technology. It's, a, it's a, a form of communicating in a certain way that enables us to listen more with our heart and speak more from our heart, mm -hmm. right? Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it just popped up. Like, what are, what, what, are, what, are the, what are the similarities of them, mm. even though we said that they seem so far away? And again, there's this thing of like, in order to embrace them both and in, in, in order to welcome them in, we have to tune into what we're really feeling in this present moment, what we're feeling in our heart. And how do we then uh, welcome in these new technologies in order to um, nurture us, support us, to uh, to support the evolution of of ourselves and and our you know and the collective. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's what's popping up. I don't know. What comes <laughs> well, up for you? <laughs> if, if you have some inspiration, <laughs> I don't know how inspiring it was, but it was, can... I was just I was just weaving it in, thinking because NVC can be, um, let's say it can be radical. You said it's quite radical, but it I might be, maybe. yeah. But I want you to I want you to talk to it more. In simplistic terms. simplistic terms, yeah. As as we're coming to a close, like how can we offer the listeners and thank you for everyone who's still with us today. Um, how can we, yeah, offer a kind of summary, simplistic summary of of both these modalities? Oh my God! You know this. This is such a big, big space of. Uh, different elements is difficult you know to just to derive to one simple simple thing like you said living from the heart living uh, and hearing from the heart seeing from the heart so that's but it's quite very very general not very specific and um, if i would maybe distill i can maybe just kill you know, one component simon not, not not to distill everything into one no, of course, totally. so for example one of the most powerful for me personally aspects yes. is that that uh, it enables to go beyond uh, pola polarities of uh, re rebelliousness and submission not often in our life we are in a situation that something is happening that we don't really feel like doing and we want to rebel and we feel pressure and so on and normally we are presented with like two choices either you will submit and do this or you will rebel and say no you will put a boundary and say no i will not do it i'm enough yeah so uh, and i so so the two two polarities and and uh, in my life you know i struggled you know to move between these polarities and i never felt comfortable 
with them and now I understand why. Because in both of the polarities you are disconnected from yourself, uh, from your, your needs are not fulfilled and the needs of the other side, other person or situation are not fulfilled. And and uh, NVC is like you know is suggesting to leave this uh, this struggle between rebe rebelliousness and submission, and connect with yourself what you feel now, and what you need with the other person, connect and together move on, in 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 union. So in some way you know for me this is embodiment of uh, we are all one. Because yeah, often we use this expression that we are we are all connected. Yeah, but what does it hell mean mm -hmm. in practice? Yeah. So this is practice. So that it's, I'm not just concerned about my needs. I'm also concerned about your needs. And with the same love and attention, I try to learn about your needs, my needs, express them, hear them, communicate, and move on in direction we don't know together. Beautiful. Without any plan, we we don't know what will yeah, happen. We move into the unknown. Yeah, together, yeah. with in connection, yeah. and this is like an alternative to re rebel and express boundaries or submit and you know swallow the bitter pill of doing something you don't that you want. don't want to do. Yes, and for me that that's one of the most you know beautiful components elements of NVC that this alternative actually, and you know and this you know brings peace. Uh, brings a lot of peace and uh, spaciousness and relaxation that I don't uh, I don't have to decide now about everything I don't know what will happen and uh, trust that if we we connect together whatever happen will be fine mm. and basically this is our experience that we if we are connected and whatever happens we can go through this and at the end even if it is a painful emotion we, we feel inner satisfaction that we went through this you know what I mean? Yeah, because it feels real. It feels alive. It feels, it feels that we're tapping into yeah, the yeah. truth of the body as well. Whereas often, if I do something and I'm not connected with myself, or I say no to you, and uh, and I don't know what you needed, yeah, it's you know it's unpleasant feeling and it's not nice feeling to yeah. place to be actually because yeah, it creates mm -hmm. a friction. Now there's a, there's there's almost like a the frequency's off, there's an mm. imbalance or a misalignment that's mm. happening. Because you can yeah. feel clean, you can feel like a cleanness now. When there's, when there's a, um, a sense of harmony between you and another person or you and a group, whatever it is, when you know there's something off or some, you know, you're not clear on what somebody really wants mm. or there's misunderstanding or misalignment, whatever term you want to use, you, can, you feel it now energetically. It's, it's lingering in you. Um, and then when we, make, when we make, bring more harmony, more compassion, more, more un, you could say, more understanding through listening to somebody mm. else and hearing what they need, it's a very, very different, um, yes. uh, it's a very different vibration between, the, between us. And, yeah. you, and you, you, you could say also that, you know, evolutionary, we are designed as homo sapiens to communicate all the time. Basically, we see many things, yeah? So we are designed in some way, but through language we, la we learned how to hide behind things and put some invisible, uh, invisible voices in our heads that control our behavior. But, but like, you know, in our natural state, we're sort of designed to be in constant communication and exchange of information, feelings, and, and, and touch. And then it feels, even if it's painful, it's, it's, it's uh, I would say, peaceful. Yeah, but I find that it's more peaceful. That. Yeah, you, you find harmony, would you use the word harmonious or more peaceful? 
you feel more connected, more whole, more, more interconnected. Yeah, more, yeah, more interconnected. Yeah, yeah, whole, yeah. whole. Yeah. yeah, it may be. Yeah, a sense of a sense of wholeness, a sense of uh, yeah. Yeah, it's difficult, it's difficult to say. Yeah, I, I, but peacefulness is good. But there's one thing coming up. I just want to say this for anyone listening out there. By the way, you can. Uh, go to the NVC website and you can type into Google. I mean, you might not need this now. You can use the AI chat GT. GT, but it's quite good with this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But whichever one you choose, depending on where you're at right now. But if you're just using the, the Google search or the browser search, you can put in NVC feelings inventory. And then that will also, or you can type in needs inventory. And if you just print those off, they're free on the website, you'll find them quite easily. This is the, just something I keep on my phone and I use still regularly and have done for many years. And whenever I feel a little bit, uh, if I'm saying feeling unsatisfied or even if I'm feeling um, satisfied emotions, I, I like to bring words to them and, and, and kind of expand my vocabulary of what a satisfied feelings is or a unsatisfied feeling is and this has been a real help for me to put word and vibration to what I'm actually feeling rather than sometimes just these ones that don't really are not really feelings and and also or words that you know for example you know as we described earlier um kind of bypassing me taking the time to really tune into how I feel so mm. just wanted to say mm. that out there just as a resource if you're if you're new to this and new to MVC that might be a nice place for you to to just use that and once you have the needs inventory what's amazing you can look at the unsatisfied feeling for example and you can ask your question ah I'm feeling unsatisfied so so rather than go ah I don't like this or go into big story or drama you ask that one question ah what need Am, am I not meeting right now? What need, you know, can I can I ask for? And then sometimes this happens in relationships. We always have this need that the other person, our partner, is going to fulfill all the things for us. But actually we don't. It might just be, oh, I, I have a need for autonomy right now. Or I have a need for communication right now. Or I have a need for physical, um, some something physical right now, no? And, and then you can take care of that. That's how it's helped me. I don't know if you being a bit more of a student than me, maybe you want to add, add something around that, but that's how I've been working. Well put. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a deep journey, deep journey actually. Yeah. To, and there are so many treasures, you know, for me hidden in this, in this field. On so many levels, you know, up to all the very radical, spiritually transforming ideas, like with these adjectives. Or maybe maybe I can maybe comment a little bit of that, for example, that in Buddhism there is this uh, idea of emptiness, and uh, I, I like I like to call it fullness. <laughs> it's a better connotation, and basically it means that uh, that uh, what what exists in the reality, what we experience now, is just here and now, and it's uh, beyond our concepts. And all the concepts about reality we have, they are just sort of just like, you know, like a map descriptions or ideas that we have in our mind. And it's good to have them, but the reality is happening. Uh, uh, the reality is much bigger than our, our ideas. And to, live, and to live from this space of, of just concepts and 
and believing that they are corresponding with realities. For example, that I think that you are intelligent. This doesn't mean anything. Right. <laughs> It's just you know something that I put in front of my face and I can't see you now. Yeah. Because I'm just processing. Oh, you're an intelligent person or whatever. Yes. You create a whole veil of what that means then from that place. Yes, exactly. So, so what are you what are you saying? Are you saying that we can meet beyond all these veils of mm -hmm. projection, basically? Yeah, projection. And, and you said something. You said something early earlier, which I think is a good. Um, Wasn't it Krishnamurti and Jiddu Krishnamurti that said the greatest form of intelligence is actually to observe without yeah, evaluation? Without. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's mm. a beautiful one to add in here because actually the evaluation is what's creating the ve the veils, the veils of distortion, mm. and they're blocking us from meeting. Actually, in the, I love that we've come to this place now. It's starting to get juicy, but we're actually meeting in the void. In the in the you call it the fullness, the spaciousness, the fullness. We're meeting in a, a more neutral mm. um, uh, space of exploration of what's actually here beyond the projections that I have, the concepts, the ideas, oh, okay. and so on. Mm -hmm. What's here right now, and then we we kind of drop into a different frequency, don't we? We we actually experience this reality, this unknown cosmic mystery. Well, I'm just saying this now as it's coming up, but far more presently, oh, yes, I've become yes. more present mm -hmm. because now, uh, you know, the, those veils have dropped away, no, and we become more naked. And I, don't, I don't know if I digress there, but I was oh, getting beautiful. quite excited. Oh, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> and you know, I like to facilitate this process, you know, through sort of like a like a dialogue monologue in my head that you know that you are not intelligent and you are not stupid mm. that you, you, it's, it's different you are not intelligent you are not not intelligent yeah you are not beautiful you are not ugly yeah and you know and to some and f like uh, remove the layers of my my ideas about you yeah and you know what to remove the layers and to come up with this mystery that is sitting in front of me i have no idea who you are yeah you're just you know mystery energy consciousness in some form that uh, that I, it's, it's beautiful yeah no, well yes yeah, see, see, i said beautiful but you're not beautiful no. you're not ugly yeah and it's like constant purification of yeah. the mind And to and to experience, and I saw in your eyes this glimmer of excitement that you can see beyond that. Yeah, and it's fullness. Yeah, it's, it's awesome fullness. Yeah, it's it's good, and you can feel. Can you feel it in your body right now? I feel it in mm -hmm. my body. I get some uh, goosebumps in my, and and I like that we we're arriving because can you see that we've just had a dialogue for almost an hour or, or so, and. Um, And then through the words, through the dissecting of the words, like it's almost like the words can take us into the void if we're willing, no? If mm. we're willing not to be identified and attached to that which we're speaking, but using it as a way of, of I, I like what you said, dissecting or removing the, the filters. And then we can meet in, um, in, in this mysterious place. Um, and there's one saying that pops to my mind, um, that I heard many, many, many years ago from Eckhart Tolle, and it was, can everybody I meet, can I meet them as a noble guest and invite them in to the mystery, mm. you know? Mm. And I always, I always loved that because, it, you know, it doesn't matter if it's the, the you know, the so-called judgment of the homeless person or the judgment of the person sweeping the streets or whatever category we would put these different 
divine expressions of life in, even though I'm describing them as a divine expression, which is also labelling them, but to just remove it from these categories and just meet them, yeah. whoever you meet in the moment. And that's, that's again, it's a practice, no? Like you said, it's a, it's a practice. It's not something that uh, always happens, but it's definitely something I practice. And I also, you know, because you use the word void, so, you know... Uh, I don't know your understanding of the void, but what what, what came up with me that that uh, I'm not purifying my mind to see that there is nothing beyond, that it's empty. What you know, my experience is, especially in nature, that I'm purifying my mind to see how full reality is. So this is like you know that that this abstracting the fullness of life, not not the emptiness. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I changed the word in my own world. Right, yeah. From emptiness to fullness of yeah. reality. Yeah, and, and, and is it giving you then a more enriched experience of what you're experiencing, which might, may seem sometimes mundane or uh, normal or ordinary, but actually that ordinary becomes extraordinary because you're actually welcoming in the fullness of being yes yeah yeah it's making what might seem like a so-called insignificant moment actually you know um highlight the the richness that's all around and this is one thing you know that actually i try to you know somehow process and that uh, that in the perspective that i'm uh, you know clearing up my mind and you know opening to void into emptiness i can become uh, just consciousness in this void, yeah, and I will. I'm eternal, yeah, and this silence, eternal consciousness, not moving, never changing. So, but this is one uh, path, and the, and the fullness path is that when I open to the present moment, uh, this fullness is overflowing, overtaking me, and I can't contain it. And it's ever-changing. I will never have catalog of every experience, everything that you, reality can become. And it brings a lot of humility that it's not... And humility and somehow it's like, you know, roller coaster ride without holding your, uh, you know, without safety belt. <laughs> because it's so much worse. If you're here now, Pavel puts his arms back up in the sky, you should have seen his face. Like, no, no, no safety belt, just... Whereas, you know, with, with just being con- eternal consciousness, you can hold on to it, yeah? And this becomes a concept. But in, in, in this, I don't know, ev- ever-changing here and now, that brings ev- every time it will be something different. Yeah. And you, don't, you will never know what will come next. You yeah. don't know. And it will be always different. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And to be fluent and flexible in this, that's... that's yeah, that, that's beautiful. That creates for me a, a, a sense of relaxation because it's like literally, it's like a surrendering. It's, surrendering. it's surrendering to the present moment. It's a surrendering to the present moment and seeing that it's constantly, as you said, changing and it's, it's never the same. Yes. Even though the projection that we might play on it tries to make it look the same, you know, in order for yeah. sometimes safety yeah. and all these other reasons. But and and look, it's never the same. And, and every every attachment, every classification, description, you you if if you engage into it, you realize you're no longer there. That you just d- detached and you're some processing some image in your in your mind. Mm. So for me, it's also like a little bit requirement to. Uh, just for a moment, don't don't grasp, don't attach, don't project, don't understand, uh, to let go all the 
activity and just surrender, as you say, surrender to this, uh, you know, this flow of uh, of, uh, of what? <laughs> yeah, of what? I like that. I like that. That's it. Surrender to this flow of what? <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. But what's beautiful? Nothing is. But we're happy to say the word beautiful, and um, I appreciate this uh, this time. I appreciate this this dialogue into nothing. And if you've come this far with us, yeah, let let, let me know or let us know in the in the comments what really uh, sinks in today. What do you hear, or do you attach to, or let go of? Uh, I'm always happy to hear from those listening. It's uh, I create these conversations, these dialogues, because I like to exactly where we've gone today to really in a, let's say, a, uh, yeah, now the words wouldn't just slip me because none of the words mean anything. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we can play with them a little bit more. And, you know, when I get to this point, I'm like, okay, actually, it's good. There's nothing else to say. So maybe we maybe we wrap it up there. Uh, is, there uh, is there anything you have to say, Pavel, while we close this one? Uh, just, just, just to share that I, I feel very grateful. Um, I feel a lot of like a grateful vibration and movement in my body and I'm quite content. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I echo that. So let's all take a nice deep breath in. <sighs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Simon Transparently. This podcast is a call to action, a call into sovereignty, a call to speak our truth and love ourselves fiercely, and for us all to rise up together as love. If you are resonating with my offerings, you can support me by becoming a patron, for which I would be deeply grateful, and you can access more of my content at simontransparently.com. This is our time to rise.